from Brooklyn, New York. I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a VinePair Next Round Conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regular podcast episodes in order to give everyone a better picture of what's happening in the drinks world right now. Today, I'm really lucky to be talking with Gian Chan, co-founder of Double Chicken Please, a brand new bar that's opened in Lower Manhattan. Gian, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. My pleasure. Thank you for having me here. You know, before we talk about the craziness of uh, opening a bar during COVID and and, and why you did that. Um, tell me about Double Chicken, please. What is it? Basically, it's a design studio. Start from 12 years ago. I supposed to open this design studio with my best friend in college in Taiwan. Uh, it, it never happened. And by chance, I became, I switched my career designer, become a bartender and move out from Taiwan to New York. And years later, um, I started thinking to open a place. Um, so it turns a design studio into a bar, basically. Uh, but we're still <laughs> operating this brand as a design brand. So right now we are designing our food and beverage. But down the road, we have lots of different things coming up soon. So yeah, it's a, it's a beverage and food brand for now. But down the road, we have lots of things uh, that might be collab with different brands, even like clothing or design or like gallery all the stuff that's what we're planning to do so it's pretty exciting so were you so w- when you were uh, in college were you were you doing graphic design were you doing more mixed medium uh what 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 was your background as a designer before you came to new york and, and entered the bar world i was studying industrial design in the modern language it will be more like product design so basically oh, cool, yeah. like furniture uh 3c product uh all the stuff, and but I was very interested in interacting, like interactive design, which is like uh, like AI stuff. Like like let's say you wave your hand and something just goes up, and you like wave your left hand, something just react to you, something like that. So I was right. pretty amazed by technology and all the stuff around me. So and I combine all the things with graphic design, everything. So yeah. And what brought you to New York right after? college so i was doing my own design studio after college after my military service is our duty in taiwan mm-hmm. and out of sudden someone scammed me so i got scammed so all my money is gone i was broke um so very randomly i went to the bar asked for a job and i got hired without any skill any experience oh. or knowledge of bartending I just need a job to pay off my bill. And then I have no money, so I live in the bar for seven months. There's a small attic in the bar in Taiwan. And I just live in that small attic for seven years, uh, seven months, not seven years, seven months, start learning bartending. And I figured out oh, this is really cool and really fun. Basically, it merged, merged two of my biggest interests. One is design, another one is perform. I used to be a straight magician for quite long. Oh, wow. So, uh, this, yeah, so this is a perfectly combined to my major interest. Even I don't drink. I don't really drink alcohol since I grew up. Um, my whole family don't drink. So I still learn how to do it, and I really like it. And one of uh, this one day, my friend from Hong Kong came to visit, and I asked her, She's a really well-known bartender, and I would ask her, say, yo, I think you know better than me about the bartending world. Where's the most challenging place for cocktail? And she's like, mm, maybe New York. I said, okay, I'm going to go to New York. And then a month later, I bought a one-way ticket, quit my job, and I'm here. 
And that's that amazing. Was, that was 10 years ago. I'm lucky enough to still be here. Wow. So, I mean, obviously you bartended a bunch of storied places uh, in New York prior to opening Double Chicken Please. What, when did you have the desire to open your own place? Like what was that, um, you know, what was that thought process for you? I think it was five, six years ago when I mm-hmm. still had share. And I love Andrew Share. I love the people I'm working with. Uh, I love everything. But just like Andrew Share have a really fixed style. It's a really like Japanese. Uh, I always say it's rebellion Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you have a really unique style. And I think it's better not changing it. It's better to stick with that. So I think if I want to do something, maybe I need to start with my own. And so I start thinking and start planning and um yeah but it took long long time the whole project took six years to actually make it happen in oh, the wow. mean, yeah in the middle we there's so many obstacles we we bumped into it's almost like too much like we, we thought about to quit this project uh so many times we almost moved back to, to asia uh two years ago but yeah, for some reason, I think I think I'm just stubborn. My business partner Faye also really stubborn. We just uh, we just want to make things happen in the way we want to be. So uh, yeah, so a month ago we opened Double Chicken Place in the Lower East Side, which took us six years. And so was was the length of of six years? Was this sort of finding the right space, raising mm-hmm. the capital? Was it was it all of those things that sort of is is what made it take so long? Yeah, but mainly it's actually looking for space. There's so many obstacles, like for example, this bunch time dealing with landlord, all the you know back and forth negotiations. Every term it takes like four or five months, and this one time ended up the landlord just disappear. Uh, this one time the landlord just want to open the bar by himself after he review our business plan everything. And wow. there's another time after six, seven months negotiation, the landlord went to jail. <laughs> so the whole thing just <laughs> okay. break apart. And there's another time we were about to sign the lease. At the very last minute, the bar said, okay, so we're going to do a three days celebration that before we actually close. I said, yeah, that's totally cool. So they did it and they got busted. They served under my, like, 30, serving like underage people. So their license got suspended. So yeah, just every time we, I don't know, it's just a bad luck or something happens in our life. It just never worked. So, so uh, that, it took us a long, long time. Well, yeah. So talking about, you know, when you finally opened, so you, I'm assuming you had the space before the, the coronavirus outbreak or had you, you know, were you, were you already in the, in the midst of building the space out when this all ha- when this all started? No, it's before we start negotiating this current spot, 115 Allen Street, uh, around 2019 January. And then we finally got the key on August 1st, 2019 and started build out. And then the COVID breakout broke out and then we stopped for four, almost five months because nobody willing to work. And so the whole project keep dragging and dragging until November 13, 2020, we opened. We basically opened the day two days after the build out finished. Wow! And was the yeah. landlord during all this was was landlord understanding about sort of what was happening with COVID, and were you able to sort of take a break and not have to pay rent and things like that? 
Well, the tricky thing is our landlord, there are good people. I have to say, I'm, I'm really grateful to have this landlord riding this journey with us. But the thing is, there are a bunch of young people like me and my business partner. There are now like wealthy people sit on couch collecting money. There are young people mortgage their house, home, try to do real estate business. So there's only that much they can help because they also got hit pretty bad during COVID. Right. So I understand that, but it just make it really difficult for us and them to to really come up something that can really help each other. So this, yeah, they they try their best. I would say I really appreciate it. So we're still suffering from uh, all the setback and circumstance. So yeah, right. but yeah, we'll, we'll survive. So you opened in November. So what is the concept of Double Chicken, please? I know obviously. You are doing chicken, but can you explain? <laughs> can you explain to me the concept of of what the cocktails are and 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 sort of what your vision is for the place? So basically, it's under a big concept called hacking design. Hacking is like computer hackers. So hacking okay. means deconstruct and rebuild. For example, you go IKEA, you get some furniture back, you deconstruct it, and let's say you go um, you go LV and to get a backpack or something back, you deconstruct it. So you put some part of LV and some part of IKEA together, become a new thing, and it's functional. It, it cannot just be a, a art piece. You have to be something that's practical, that's functional, that's called hacking. So that's the that's a concept of double chicken please. So everything we do is try to hack a traditional or classic drinks or plates or dish and turn that into uh, a, a modern funk you know just like try to play with it so for double chicken please we actually have the front bar and the back bar the front bar is more casual it's something more like uh, fast paced it's fried chicken sandwiches and tap tail everything on tap and the wow. back will be a little bit more homey uh more classy a little bit uh, but the drink and food here will be a little bit more fine more more fun Something like craft cocktail, finger food, deconstruct the whole chicken and deconstruct the traditional dish and put it back in a drink form. Deconstruct a classic cocktail, put it back in a bite form. So it's like a pairing, but you are drinking your food, you are eating your drink, something like that. So it's a little bit more, more fun. Yeah, I would say. Very cool. So when you had the, co- when the, when you had the idea for the concept, so you, you mentioned your, your business partner. Um, does she have the background in food? Who who had the background to know what you wanted to do in, on on, side of, on sort of the food side? Obviously, the cocktail side you had mastered, um, mm-hmm. but when you thought about that, what was your, you know, who did you go to for that? My business partner Faye Chan. She was a bartender like me, and she handled okay. the bar at the Spiglow in Shanghai called Spiglow, which is a top twenty bar in the world. And then I call her when they got number ten in the world. I say it's about time, so she quit. I quit. We jump in this project together. But at the food part, uh, we actually worked with a couple of different chefs before and tried to figure out what's the best way for us. And so, yeah, it's a long process. And about three months ago or four months ago, we uh, friends introduced us this uh, young chef called Mark, Mark Chow. So we just bond really well and he's extremely talented. And so we start working together and we have, really similar mic set uh, to 
create something together. So yeah, so now we all work together. At the beginning, it's actually more like a bar. I will be honest with you, more like a bar、mm-hmm. slash like bar food. But now it's almost like half and half. Like food is equally important as drink. Also, that's something we learned during the first lockdown as well. So food become a big part of、uh, every bar program because technically people need to eat. They don't. They doesn't need to drink. Right. So during lockdown, especially like now, indoor dining is banned, and all the to-go and delivery is heavily driven by food, not drink. So、right. yeah, yeah. But I'm really happy with it, though. I, I I don't. People ask me like, do you mind if the food still still the spotlight of drink? I say I I don't mind at all. It's all double complete. It's all our product. It's all our design. I'm happily. To produce everything that people need or make people happy, I'm totally fine with whatever product we produce. What a form it is! It's drink, it's beverage, it's utensil, it's our plate, it's our mask, everything. As long as it comes from DCP, people like it. I'm happy. So, can you explain the the name for me a little bit? Like, where did that where did it come from? Originally, the name come from me and my best friend in college. So his nickname is Turkey. In Mandarin, Turkey is So once somewhat of chicken, and my <laughs> nickname is something like chicken fillet in Mandarin. So we、okay. both are like chicken-ish. So that's why I named double chicken please. Just something fun, catchy,、um, something silly, I guess. Now usually we explain that's Faye and me, like two chickens. <laughs> yeah, just it's just a funny name, but it, it doesn't mean. But it doesn't mean we only sell chicken. That's a right. Yeah, we we do make a lot of different things, and based on our talent, based on our culture, and something what we learn over all around the world, it's not only chicken. <laughs> so, talk to me about the cocktails a little bit. What kind of cocktails are you doing on on draft right now, and why did you decide to do cocktails on draft? Right now,、um, the front is draft held. Most of the drink we sort of like. It's based on whatever flavor that we're interested in, and the flavor that we discover that's good for tap system. Because tap system is slightly different from craft cocktail. The、okay. thing you put it in, you need to be clarify. In、um, well, everybody do different way. At least that's for us. We need to clarify. We need to make sure there's no pulp, nothing clog the pipe, and have to be really like shelf stable,、um, so we can keep it for a long time. And so yeah, just different. Logic of making drinks and beverages.、Uh, right now, we start with a really streamlined menu: six drinks,、uh, seven drinks. Most of the drinks are twists from classic and give you a fun twist, or something that we've been doing the past couple years on the road doing pop up, and we feel like, oh, this drink is actually good, and people likes it. And also, we are new, so we we start with six different drinks. They all have a really different kind of flavor profile. Try to see what people in the area are actually looking for. So it's interesting because I'm not actually I'm not as familiar with how draft cocktails work. So it's cool to, to talk to talk to you about it. Like so,、mm-hmm. because you look for stuff that needs to be sort of more stable, as you're saying, is it more likely you would go with more of a majority booze cocktail, right? Spirit forward, as opposed to like a cocktail that has a lot of Like juices and things like that. Not necessary. So our drink, six drinks,、uh, ABV from nine percent to twenty percent is very like different. 
So it not necessarily had to be higher ABV. Uh, as long as you clarify it, you inject with NO2 or CO2 to make sure it's shelf stable, you can keep for long time. It's fresh, no, uh, no problem at all. So we, we still focus on flavor, like balance and flavors and what's the fun flavor to put in and how can we clarify, how can we make into the form that's suitable for tap system. So people actually ask me, oh, do you do this because COVID? Because it's really clean. Basically, uh, you don't touch anything. You just, you know, basically just open the faucet and fill fill the glass and that's it. So it's really clean, safe, and people think it's very like simple. Also, the way we do it, we can save a lot of time of making stuff, so we have more time to serve customer and to chat with our guests to make sure they have good time, and we can lower the labor cost as well. That's why we can offer every drink is like twelve to fourteen dollars, which is pretty uh, affordable price in New York City. It's almost like a happy happy hour all day. Yeah, that's definitely better pricing than you find a lot of places. So. So then you make the cocktails, I guess, ahead. They all go into like a small keg. And then do you push through with like a – is it a nitrogen or something like that that you're pushing through to push the the cocktail out through the tap? Yeah, basically you can imagine this pretty much the same system as beer, but just different gas. Uh, beer uses different kind of gas. It's a mixed gas. And uh, we use like either CO2 or either nitro. It just like depends on the drinks, depends on what we want to uh, present. What kind of mouthfeel on the present? Carbonated or steel or have a little bit like nitro, like foamy, creamy texture? It depends. Oh, that's really cool. I hadn't even thought about that. That that makes it even more interesting. Awesome. And so then, are you also selling cocktails now to go? Um, yeah, or is we it do. mostly you are? Yeah, we do. We do have two different sizes. One is like per serving with ice, people can take it to go. Or we do this eight ounce bottle, is 1.5 serving to two servings. So we pour into a glass bottle. People can just easily take home and pour on ice themselves. Um, so yeah, we just we offer a bunch of different choices. I think very soon we're gonna offer even bigger quantity of bottles for real holidays right here around the corner. People like to party at home. So, yep. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, through opening during COVID, right? Like, what what are your plans? What are you thinking about for the next? you know, three or four months? Or is it sort of, do you plan to keep sort of status quo? Obviously we don't know when indoor dining will come back. So is it mostly for now like a to-go business and, and outdoors for you? We don't really have outdoor technically because there's a bus station in front of our facade. Oh, wow. So technically we can't do anything. So that's extremely hard for us to survive. But I think people are a little bit more forgiven nowadays because they know the situation. So we just sneakily put two tables out there um to host like four people and so far at least nobody complained about it so um that's all we get and then just to go on delivery and honestly to answer your question what's the plan after this like in three four months i don't know every day we try to figure it out what's good for this week or next week because the everything is changing too fast the the governor star band indoor dining and then there's a saying next week or two weeks later, right after New Year, they're gonna lock down completely again. You know, vaccines out, so everything is just rapidly changed. So I can't say for sure. Um, also, our ideas are always constantly changing. Right. So 
I would say right now we are at a stage that we plan everything ahead of like a couple of days ahead of time. Just like we don't plan something really long term. Of course, we have a goal. So we, we basically run the business day by day to see what's going on tomorrow. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, Jian, this has been really cool to talk to you a little bit about about the play about Double Chicken Please, mm-hmm. um, and what and what you guys have been up to. Uh, when do you think you'll do products that aren't drinks and food? Well, we're actually doing it already. So, for example, we're selling our plates. We designed the plates manufactured in Poland. We design our utensil. Every utensil you come in, you use it. It looks like a screwdriver because the concept is when you Using our utensil, you feel like you're deconstructing and rebuilding something. So that's our product oh, as well. Cool. Uh, we're selling our mask. It looks like a chicken beak. So it will come to a chicken family when you're wearing it. Um, so we already started doing a bunch of stuff, and there's more stuff coming up. Uh, that we just started to do these stickers. Uh, it's like a thank you card, also a stickers. It's a, a, a chicken looks like a boxer. Um, we say it's rollings with the punches, basically is represent our spirit right now. So this is a lot of things we are trying to do, and we are also see which way people can resonate more. So yeah, just a lot of things coming up. That that's awesome. Well, I can't wait to come and and check out the bar. Please do, please um, do. And yeah, and thank you so much for taking the time. This is really cool. I wish you guys all the best. I can't wait to try the cocktails. And obviously, next time anyone who's listening is in New York, you've got to go check out Double Chicken, please. Thank you so much, Gian. This has been great. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you enjoy listening to us every week, please leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now, for the credits. Vine Pair is produced by myself, and Zach Jabal. It is also mixed and edited by him. Yeah, Zach, we know you do a lot. I'd also like to thank the entire Vine team, including my co-founder, Josh, and our associate editor, Kat Winston. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.